think it's time. I think the tequila has run through our blood enough. Sure. To where now we can focus. So where we need some more? Yeah. We Is need that to what you're shot. saying? Let's break for tequila. Listen, I'm not against it. But I did run into somebody who listens to our show who says, she said, my favorite episodes are the ones where you have clearly been drinking. Good. <laughs> so there's that. They're not that common. Like, I had that shot of tequila, and that's the first shot of tequila I've had in many moons. Now, granted, tomorrow we do have a Facebook Live. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I need to start drinking water because I know I'm going to drink wine tomorrow. There's that. But then for me, personally, that'll be like the last time in a month. Yeah. That I tell anyone about. Before we go any further. Mm, Yeah. This episode is dedicated to... Jungmi H. Thank you. Thank you. The Brooks and Dung song, the... My Maria? Yeah. My Jungmi H. I love that song. Me and mom will send Marcos to each other routinely. I love it. Of that song. It's great. Listen. My Maria. beautiful i loved brooks and dunn i still love brooks i and do dunn. too i hope we pronounce that fine i, for I, you. I hope so if we didn't i hope that putting your name into brooks and dunn <laughs> i get the weirdest things for my name i had a teacher call me cherry for like a semester oh damn cherry the wow. fuck are you thinking yeah that's not even the same people have called you mackie Ma- uh that and the biggest one is mary and Excuse like, me? Yeah, and it's like emails, and my signature says my name, and they'll be like, all right, thanks, Mary. My security badge, <laughs> my security badge, like my first, my Fortune 500 job said Mary on it. There's so much to unpack with that. Yeah. What are you talking about today, Mary? I am telling the story, as oh. I now understand, after many meditations mm. and over a year of time together, I am telling the story of the mother tree. What? Oh. I think she is. Oh, yeah. Um, and her role in my life. Okay. Very interesting story. It's kind of nuts. Yeah. But I think you'll go with me on it. A little wild. Yeah. But it's a, it's a lot to unpack. Mm-hmm. Macy lives on a piece of property that was once our grandmother's. Yeah. So the mother was always present there, obviously, because she's an oak tree, right? Oh, no, she's old. Old, yeah. old grown oak tree. Did you ever have any attachment to her before? No. I mean, dude, when did we ever go over there? We were always Mm. up the driveway area or like out by the shed or up at Mont. We never, for some reason, were in that backyard area. Yeah, that exact vicinity. And so, I mean, the thing is, is I just didn't really have much of a mind of her. Mm -hmm. But it makes sense Mm -hmm. because it's not the tree necessarily that is the tie. It's very complicated, but it makes sense as to why she only, I think, just appeared. It all, the pieces of all kind of come into place, I think. Mm. It's really interesting. And so I, I'm very excited to talk about it. It was very nice to actually write it all down uh, and put an order to it. And then, you know, you make more sense of things when you write them down. Definitely. I just wrote it all down. And then after I finished, it was, I woke up way before work and I, I wrote them all down. And then I still had some time and I went out and hung out with her for a minute. And it was nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey. Yes, ma'am. So after all that, what are you talking about? Well, scab toes, I'll tell you. Thanks. 
I feel like that one hasn't getting th- hasn't been thrown you out in a while. Used scab toes in a good long. A while. good while. So listen, scab toes. Mm. Tonight at goddamn ten o'clock at night. Jesus! Wow. Jeez. We're gonna act like we didn't just break to talk <laughs> about bullshit for twenty minutes. <laughs> oh goodness! I'm doing a highly <laughs> requested. The Morrigan episode. I'm excited about this. Because you want to know something? Yes. I don't know anything about her. She's ve- she's extremely interesting. She is a goddess or a trio of goddesses mm. that deserve, each each and every one deserve their own episodes. This is a 101 on the Morrigan. Cool. You know, I have never had any sort of calling or anything from really? an entity. Really? In my, ever. I have had a lot of dealings with elementals. Mm. See, mm-hmm. that's... See, okay, that too, yeah. That's my big one, you know? It's like more earth-based mm-hmm. things, spirits that way. Yeah. I've had a lot of dealings with. Mm-hmm. But actual, like, gods and mm-hmm. goddesses, none. Um, I have a gift for you. All right, so here's gift number one. You can look at it. I made you... I made us, but this is to leave at your place, some kidney tea. Is this... Yes. Are we allowed to say that yet? I don't know. I got to check. But I think so. <laughs> I'll put like a beep noise over that. Is this the I tea? Mean, here's a little special. There's Ceylon. Cinnamon, <laughs> my lord and savior. Yeah, there's a little cinnamon. And so I, I'm curious to try it. Oh, fuck me. We got to um, make this tonight. But I brought it to drink tonight as well as tomorrow before oh. the live since we're going to be drinking wine. This is beautiful. I'm excited about it. And I want to try it tonight. With the cinnamon in it. I've never had it before. We may, after a quick break, come back with some of this tea. I'm excited about it. Because that would be dope. And it really does, dude. One thing it's really good for is if you wake up puffy from drinking, Mm -hmm. it saps it. Really? Yeah. Drink like a kettle, a whole kettle of it. Oh, God, it smells amazing. Thank you, dude. I'm so excited. This tea that she has a name for, but we're not sure if we're ready to say out loud, this tea is something that has been in the works for a minute. I think... I've settled on a recipe for it. Okay. And I mean, it's fucking helped my kidneys a lot. Recovery wise, especially after any any kind of drinking or anything like that. But I drink it every day because I have kidney disease. But it's great. <laughs> like, especially for women. Women just naturally have some bladder problems. You oh, know, we fuck. are more prone to bladder issues than men are. We're going to have to stop this in a second to go make this. To go, it smells good. It smells it? really good. Is there any black tea in this? Or is this 100 like, percent herbal? Metal. Nice. All herbal. But it's pretty pleasant. It's a good little tea. And I love the little jar you've put it in. Thank you. It's very witchy. Yes. Glauberman. <laughs> uh, and so this next one, so I've been thinking about you a lot because cause similar to how you started thinking about me when all the trees were losing their leaves, it was almost, it broke 90 a couple times this week. Um, oh, yeah. And I, I thought about you. And it I was did. sure that you did not love it. Did not. That it was getting so hot. Um, <laughs> and because the way that I knew is I was able to walk outside and be like, this is good. And then I was like, oh, no. <laughs> See, Charlie's yeah. dying. That's our that's our way to tell is like, if I'm perfectly comfortable, I know the other one is completely miserable. Miserable. Yeah, so I got you a token <gasps> of winter sanity. Oh, I love winter sanity. Oh, my God. What's his neck? Oh, he's heavy. No, yeah, it's weighted. It's pixie. Pixie the polar bear. You guys. Okay, so you probably have listened to a couple of times. <laughs> you you might know by now that Macy works uh, for a toy company and she's get she has these amazing little little stuffed dudes. I don't know how much we're allowed to talk we about can it cuz about all of it. Okay. <laughs> She's brought a little polar bear that is going to have some pictures just like Artie. <laughs> this cracked me up on the tree. Climbing the tree. 
I thought he looked so majestic. I think for uh, for Pixie, I'm going to put it in the fridge and take some pictures. <laughs> I love that item. And I, I we finally got it back in stock. It's been out of stock for a while. And I thought of you, and I was like, if you ever needed a little wintry little token to get you through, a little cool buddy, there you I go. I love them. Yeah. Thank you. You're going to have to tell me when to quit buying you stuffed animals. Never. Listen, we've discussed this before. We are both animists in this way. Mm-hmm. I will never, I will never get rid of anything with a face. Yeah, I can't do it. And this is a little polar bear. So if you want to see him, please make your way over to at Witch Bitch Amateur Hour uh, on Instagram and on Facebook at Witch Amateur Hour. Listen, I'm going to make some of this fucking tea. Let's do it. Herbal tea. This blend that Macy has invented that we will not yet name. Oh. But I got to tell you, the name is quite cute. (laughs) It's delicious. I really, I drink it every day. I love the cinnamon. <laughs> it is, yeah, you're, uh, you weaseled your way in. It's a Charlie inspired ingredient added just today. I'll take that. It's real good. I think I'm going to leave it in. I like it. So we've bullshitted for an hour, which Three I'm sure, for, yeah, yeah, a long time. I'm sure if you're listening to the episode, it's been maybe 17 yes, minutes. Yeah! I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you this episode. Okay. I swear it. Yeah, because I'm too, it's 2 and 0 right now. I swear it. Okay. I'm sure the episode is only a few minutes long by now, but we've been here recording and reminiscing for about three hours. We, you know, and we've really gotten good at getting in the zone, banging out an episode in about an hour and a half flat. Yeah. We've been on a streak of doing that. This is not one of those times. We really got together and we started talking us about stuff that we knew was not going to make it. Yeah. But we just let it roll anyway. Yeah. Because we just felt like talking and I feel like it was good. It was. That being said, I'm going to jump into my topic. Let's get down to business to defeat uh. the Huns. I can't tell you how much time I spend singing that song in my head. I have sang that song out loud many times. Did they send me daughters? When I asked for sons, you're you're the saddest bunch I've ever met. But you you can bet before you're through. Mr. I'll make a man out of you. Oh, that was not good. I'm never going to catch my breath. Say goodbye to those who know me. Boy, was I a fool in school for cutting gym. These guys got them scared to death. Hope he doesn't see right through me. Man, I really wish that I knew how to swim. Be a man. You must be swift as a raging river fire. With all the strength of a great typhoon. Be a man with all the force of the raging fire. Mysterious as the dark side of the moon. Oh. Um, how much of that will make it? Uh, that was all bad for me. <laughs> <laughs> that was all bad. I am losing my voice again, so none of that was reliable, but it can all stay. It's all going in, and it will sound like shit, because I can tell from the bars. Oh, it's gonna, it's gonna, the gains are way too high. It's real bad. Okay, so anyway, I'm gonna talk about the Morgan. Great. 
So after all this talk of being a man, let's talk about the more. Be a man. Have you ever seen? I watched a video of old uh, of old Donny Oz doing that in concert. Oh, and you know the, the part that made my heart happy is when he gets to the "You can bet." He puts. Did he do it? He puts just as much emphasis on it as you would like. Why'd you just say emphasis? Okay, so there was this movie. <laughs> <laughs> With Mike Myers in it and Gwyneth Patro. But he says something to her about, you put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Uh-huh. You put the emphasis yeah, on yeah. the wrong syllable. So anytime I want to say emphasis, it comes out emphasis. That's how I am. Anytime I see the word epitome, I think of Shia LaBeouf saying epitome for years. Yes. It's the ep. He's the epitome of, like, are you kidding I me? I love it. Until I was like. I want to say, God damn it, maybe in college, I didn't know it was chasm. I, or I didn't know it was chasm. It's not chasm. chasm. There are so many words that even though I might know the proper pronunciation in my head, they will always be something Yeah, because I mean, especially if you grow up a reader. Yeah. You know, you learn so much of your vocabulary. You have to make books, it up. And if you don't know what it means, fuck it. You know, back when we were kids, there wasn't like Google to where you could play the button that says yes. what the word sounds like. Exactly. Made words. Hermione, in my head, Hermione is always Hermione to me. Oh, really? Yes. Interesting. But someone whose name I can pronounce oh, is... Good segue. <laughs> Queen of segues. We're going to talk about the Morrigan right now. Right goddamn now. So this is a continuation in the Gods and Goddesses series. Uh, last one I did was Osiris. That was a fun one. Which, that was very much about Isis. That was She was in there. Absolutely. And I thought about following it up with Isis because she just sounds like a bad bitch. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to break away and do a li- do a little Celtic. And she, the Morrigan is known primarily as a Celtic goddess. However, she does predate Celtic mythology by a long ass time. And something that I learned during this is Irish mythology actually predates Celtic mythology. I thought it was the other way around, honestly. Sorry to any people. I know we have a few listeners in Ireland and in that part of the world who are probably like, God damn it, you're so fucking stupid. Uh, But I had no idea. So she's actually, the the Morrigan is first seen in ancient Irish mythology as one of the leaders of the Danu tribe. And if you know anything about the Danu tribe, they are, and, and this is from Wiki, so forgive me. They are thought to represent the main deities of pre Christian Gaelic Ireland. So they are the OGs rolling through Ireland. And she's she's a part of it, or she's one of the leaders of it, or was thought to be. She later became a Celtic goddess. In Celtic, her name means great or phantom queen. Oh shit. Uh, and she is shrouded in mystery. It's it's not even clear, it's not even agreed upon whether or not she is a single goddess or if she is a, a trio or a grouping of goddesses. She is a triple goddess, so you know she's the mother maiden mm. crone. And in that form, she goes by many, many names or even just a collection of ideas. The Morrigan is very abstract, mm. kind of like the Green Man. The Green Man is known by many forms mm. and goes by all these different names. And mm-hmm. she, she's very much like that. In her triple goddess form, she typically goes by a, a few different names. And that would be the Morrigan, Bave, Macha, Niemann, and Anu. But they're all manifestations of the Morrigan, mm. which is so... Such a cool name, The too. Morrigan. Not just Morgan. The Morrigan. The Morrigan. It's really neat. 
So Bave is the dark war goddess mm-hmm. aspect that we kind of know. When people think about the Morgan, they think about a woman who is raven-haired and shrouded in mystery, and she's all about death. And, and she is favor- she favors the crow, which is all about death and war and that aftermath that we talked about in the crow episode. While her sister, or the other attribute of her, Maka, is the red-headed goddess of sovereignty. She's associated with the land and fertility. So there's many, many faces to the Morrigan. And there's so many, oh my god, I can't even tell you, this was almost overwhelming to research. Because there's so many ways that the Morrigan weaves herself into Celtic and Irish mythology. Many think that because of the way that she shows herself in different aspects, is she this dark-haired woman? Is she a crow? Is she this red-headed goddess? Many people came to, came to see her as a shapeshifter. And a shapeshifter is one of the defining characteristics of the Morrigan. Uh, she prefers the corvus birds, uh, such as crows and ravens. Mm-hmm. But occasionally, she has been seen as cows, wolves, and even eels. She's I gotta stop you at cows, though. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing: like eels are badasses, wolves are badasses for sure. When I think of the word badass, I don't necessarily a cow. think of a big wall-eyed cow. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, that's gonna make more sense a little bit later. Her her want to be cows in some of her forms. The Morgan is known as a trickster. And sometimes taking these really innocuous forms is the best way to lure, to catch the interest of, of a human. And and much as, God damn it, gods, and, and especially, I, I don't know so much about Celtic and Irish, but I know in Greek and, and Roman, gods love to fuck with humans. Oh my God. It was like their pastime. They fucking love it. And it seems like the Morrigan, for all the things that are great about her, she also is a little bit of a trickster. (laughs) She also maybe like to kind of show her power a little bit, which is an attribute of her. People who work with the Morrigan, they they take that from her. They Mm -hmm. take that as a show of force. And let me show you how strong I am. But it can also come off as a little petty and a little bit, <laughs> a little bit tricksy. So the Morrigan carries association with death, fate, the land, fertility, and birth. Her association first was with war. She was seen as a war goddess. And in the Crow episode, we actually touched a little bit on this. After wars, there were battlefields just filled with bodies and the crows would come to eat on them. I said crows really strangely there. Sorry. The crows would come to eat the dead bodies, therefore associating the crows with death. It began to be seen that if the Morgan made herself known before a war, it was considered a bad omen. That sucks. However, if you are in battle and you see a flock of crows kind of flying in the same direction that you are charging then you know she's on my side. Mm. And that was her way of showing you that she is on this battlefield with you because she is a warrior goddess, Mm -hmm. among among other things, yes. But she is a warrior goddess. And she would be in a very physical way on this battlefield. Dude, if the Morgan's on my side, we're fucking winning Mm. this. And this kind of translates into modern day. Of course, in a lot of ways, we're not going to war every single day. But she can be called upon to fight our personal battles. To see her, if you're going through something in your own way, which you can call like your war, dude. If she makes herself known to you, 
it's like, okay, look, she's on my side. My enemies are going to be brought down. However, that translates to you. As time moved on, she, the Morrigan began to be seen as more than just the death goddess. And she started to represent the cycle of life in its completion. So life, birth, death, all of it. And this also began the beginning of her triple goddess stature, as well as her association with two sisters. Now, something that's interesting to me is a lot of the times these goddesses can have their triplicate form of mother, maiden, uh, crone. But in the Morrigan, in a lot of ways, she seems as she's seen as three separate individuals uh. who are sisters to each other. So as well as being associated with death and the crow and fertility, sovereignty and things like that, she's also associated with the dark and waning moons. Um, if you've been called by the Morrigan... Uh, or wish to just represent her and honor her on your altar or through your life, you can use crow or raven feathers as well as, I know, man, as well as red or black cloth or blood. Of any sort? Of any sort. Actually, I've read that most people who do prefer to uh, uh, work closely with the Morgan, they will use menstrual blood. I get that. That makes sense. Yeah, it absolutely makes sense, especially in her representation of her life cycle. Yeah. And life and death and birth. There you go. Do with that as you wish. Do with that information as you will. So now we're getting to the time where her being a cow might make a little more sense. She has been associated as being a a trickster throughout times. Tricking humans into situations that will ultimately screw with their life or even bring about their death. She was Malin's dad's cow. Oh, fuck! (laughs) She came down to be Malin's dad's cow. No, Malin's husband's cow. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I like to think that nothing actually happened. It's just that gave the daughter the idea to be like, aha! (laughs) I know. (laughs) I'll say he was fucking a cow. Or she was, and she was just like Zeus, and she really needed that human loving. Maybe. Zeus did need a lot of human loving. What is He just needed a lot of loving. Okay, can we, okay, can we break real quick? Because I have questions about this, just in general. Why do the gods look to humans so often for their physical loving? I don't know. I mean, I feel like if you have a goddess. Exactly. You think you're not going to get much better than a goddess. I think they think they're cute because we're stupid. Like, Mm. they think, you know, they're like toys. So we're, yeah. We're vibrators. (laughs) Makes sense. So many times throughout history, the Morgan has been seen as a trickster. And and not in the cute tricksy way of, ooh, I'm going to lay a quick trick and it might mess your life up for five seconds. She might fuck around and kill you. And she also does not hesitate to extract revenge on those who have wronged her. But she'll give you a couple of chances. That's that's what I like about the Morgan. She's not going to completely cut you off because Mm -hmm. you screwed up. She's going to give you a couple of chances. She might be smarmy as hell about it, but she'll let you know. So um, there are many stories with the Morgan and her intertwining with the Irish mythological hero of, and excuse me for this, Cuckoo Okay. That is absolutely wrong. In one story, 
one night this hero and he as i understand it he'll need a whole episode he's not i don't think technically a god i think he's just this mythological hero man and he has many many interactions with the morgan so many that i'm just gonna pick one because i think it's funny and when i go into his story i'll go into the more meaningful one one night and this appears to be maybe their first meeting Kulkanen is in his home. He hears his his cattle being rustled. And if for the uninitiated, that means stolen. He hears his cattle's being rustled. And he grabs this, uh, God, just this mamma jamma spear that he goes and then it's his tool. He stomps out and he's going to go see what's wrong. And he's greeted not by a cattle rustler, but by a red haired woman. But she's got this beautiful red hair and she's in a red robe and everything about her is red. And I'm thinking like the red woman from Game of Thrones. (laughs) But she's just out there by these cows and she's relentlessly telling him these cattle do not belong to him. And in this form of the red haired woman with the red robe, she's very much a goddess of the land. And she's very much, you don't own these things and I'm going to set them free. And these aren't your fucking cows, which could be because that she's a goddess of the land and she really does want to return them and not have them be bound up in a cage and yada, yada. Or she could just be being a trickster and she's trying to start some shit. Rightfully, Kulkanen is pissed off about this. And he goes to, he goes to attack her with this huge, sword or this huge spear that he has and he's gonna bash her good but before he can before he can smack her one she turns into a black crow Mm. and she flies up and kind of sits on a branch and is peering down on him and when she turns into this this crow it suddenly it dawns on kokanen who she is Mm. she's oh shit this is the morrigan i'm not dealing with some red-headed chick who is trying to steal my cows Mm. This is a goddess. And he starts to backpedal hard. He starts, oh, shit, if I would have known it was you, I never would have attacked you. Oh, my goodness, please forgive me. If only I knew it was the great Morrigan, I would have not tried to bash your teeth in with my spear. And she's not having it. She basically says, well, you know what? You you know what? You, you, you did attack me. And uh, I guess some bad shit's just going to happen to you in the future. <laughs> and she starts telling him these things that are going to happen to him and starts foretelling of his doom that's that's happening in the future. And he's very shaken up because he knows that this is one of her attributes. If she's the goddess of death. And she's telling you how you're going to die. Yeah, you might want to take that. She's probably right. So he says he is very proud. And he's, you don't know me. You have no power over me. She says, yes, I do. I have power over you. And in fact, I'm the only thing keeping you safe because I am the goddess of death. That means I can protect you from death as well. You might not want to try to bash me with your big massive sword anymore because I'm going to keep you safe. Or at least just admit that you were being a dick. Exactly. Have a little bit of respect for this person that you know is a goddess. So at this point, he's getting a little freaked out and he's trying to tell her to go away. She just keeps hounding him as he's saying, please go away. Please leave me alone. Stop telling me of all these horrible things that are going to happen to me. She's like, 
yeah, you know what? You're going to die. And then guess what? You're going to be beheaded. And guess what? Like, so she's just squawking in the background of all these bad things that are going to happen. That does show her her vengeful side, mm-hmm. as well as her protective side. A lot of people interpret this as a, a protective story, saying, yeah, these things are going to happen to you, but I'm keeping them from happening. Mm-hmm. And they do go on to have quite the history together. Um, at m- much as with any old-ass story, there are 400 ways to interpret yeah. it. Uh, you have to respect her a little bit if you want her to protect you. And that's the Morrigan down to a T. She's a little bit of a demanding mm. goddess. Um, and a lot of goddesses we've talked about before will kind of let you get away with things. And they'll still be there. And they'll still love you and yada yada. The Morrigan is a hard goddess to serve. And she's a hard goddess to have as your patron. And a lot of people say that she chooses you. Mm. You don't get to just say, oh, cool, the Morgan, she sounds good. I think I'll go ahead and worship her. She chooses you in very specific ways. If you do decide to work with the Morgan, she can be called upon for works of banishing, justice, cleansing, healing, protection, overcoming challenges, binding, shadow work, and divination. So all things that are... A little bit more intense. Mm-hmm. I think all of those things are a little intense to work with her. And I have an uh, invocation for the Morrigan mm. if you choose to work with her. And I liked this quite a bit. And it's a little lengthy, you guys, so stick with me. Morrigan, Morrigan, three times three. Hear the words I ask of thee. I like it. Grant me vision. Grant me power. Cheer me in my darkest hour. As the night overtakes the day, Morgan, Morgan, light my way. Morgan, Morgan, raven queen, round and round the hawthorn green. What? Awesome. Queen of beauty, queen of art, yours my body, yours my heart. All my trust I place in thee, Morgan, Morgan, be with me. Oh, there you go. That's cool. That's nice, right? And I would love to know from you guys. Yeah, I want to read these. Let us know if you work with the Morrigan in some way or if you've been called by her or had an experience. Join us over on Facebook at Witch Amateur Hour and let us know your your Morrigan experience. You know, one of these days I want to go into her sisters and all of her forms. But um, she, she's a bad bee. Mm, she sounds like it. She's a bad bee. She, I like it. <laughs> I like what I heard. Macy, with your non-voice having voice self, tell me what you're talking about. I'm getting so tired of this happening to me. (laughs) I'm talking about the mother tree. Yes. I'm telling my interpretation of what I think that she is, who I think that she is, and why she is here. It's a very interesting presence. Uh, So basically, like, through meditation and energy work, um, I've kind of been able to understand... The role that she plays in my life, who she is, and as long as I live, she's going to continue to play this role. Which is wild, because honestly... She's going to outlive me. By a long time. Yeah. So I believe that she's an elemental. Mm. I, you know, not to say, not a, uh, what... It reminded me of that story that we read in the spooky sode with the tree man, the elemental tree man who kept coming into the woman's house, and the dogs were scared. Oh, yeah, that was awful. The oh. dancing tree man. Yeah, he's a whole thing. Oh, boy. Uh, but no, I think she's a, um, not necessarily like elemental like the fae, mm. but I think she's a through the veil entity. Mm-hmm. I don't 
necessarily think that she's human. Okay. Yeah. Um, it doesn't feel, she kind of, she looks human mm-hmm. to me. Like the, like what I see, but I, that doesn't feel right. Yeah. I think maybe that's how she portrays herself to mm-hmm. me. Cause it makes sense as to how I would see her, but it's much older than that. And it's much more primal than that. It feels mm. ancient, but I, I, I do see her as an older woman, like prominent cheekbones and like, not long witchy hair, like hmm. kind of shorter, like shoulder length. Very cheery, just older woman, maybe in her sixties, huh. like like almost like a Helen Mirren type. Oh, really? Yeah, like very, you know, Classic. like a Mallory Archer, except not evil. <laughs> um, and, and she always though does have a very warm smile. Hmm. See, here's the thing: she's interesting because she is stern, and she does let me know when I'm going off the wayside. You know, and, like, not doing what she tells me to do. And I can feel it. Like, I can feel her scrutiny. But she's always very understanding. Mm. So I've always lived on that property ever since I was two years old. Lived on a different part of the property. Less than an acre away, right? Yeah. Like, just so close. Yeah. It wasn't until I purchased the house until, uh, what was, January 22nd, 2018. Oh. (laughs) We bought the house. And moved in. It wasn't really until then that the mother made herself known. And she made herself known real quick Mm. after that. The thing is, is that, you know, growing up on a different part of the property, you know, I I traipsed all through the woods. I I mean, by myself. I mean, starting at very, very young, five years old, whatever. I just go out in the woods all the time by myself. It felt like home. I didn't really ever stray to her. Uh, because she's in an interesting position. So she's kind of off in, it's weird, she's in the thicket, mm. but somehow still commanding an abnormally large space of forest that none of the other trees are able to do. You can see her from your backyard. If you want to get to her base, you got to put some hiking boots on. Yeah, you got to go through a whole bunch of brambles. <laughs> and so almost immediately, we began to get to know each other a little bit. Or I at least could feel that something was different with that tree. Like there was something about it that was different from all of the other ones. So when spring began to roll around, you know, because it was January 22nd when we got it. So spring rolled around and, you know, you experience places different when you're a homeowner. You know, I grew up on that property, but then Mm -hmm. owning a piece of it, you appreciate things Mm -hmm. more deeply. Mm -hmm. And so spring at that house was incredible, you know, the first spring, even this spring, it was wonderful, you know, like, I started to feel alive again, a little bit like I do. It was really then that it all began. And, you know, a a big experience with her really kickstarted a big piece of my journey on nature communication. Um, So at that time, it was a super dark time. I was at a really, for lack of a better word, abusive job. Mm. And was just miserable, and uh, that was when I started meditating and things like that, just to try to get through it, because if people, you know, if you've job hunted for an extended period of time, that's miserable. Oh, yeah. So it just kind of helped me cope with all of that, you know, without knowing really truly what all, you know, how all of this worked. At the same time, I started to connect with the trees on the property and kind of picking up all of their different personalities. Mm. You know, I could start picking up on everybody and immediately the mother stood out as different immediately because the thing is is that it's like if i'm out on my porch and i just shut down and i'm trying to feel everyone they all have their own little personalities but she is so like it's Mm -hmm. like no she's not like the others she clears the path 
Yeah, it's like they're all energies, and mm. it's like she's a personality. Mm-hmm. She is an actual being, alive with knowledge, and and I think trees do too. But it's like no, no, no. She's a fully conscious talking to me thing. <laughs> like she's basically tree paired. Yeah, and it's like even when I shut my eyes, and it's like I can still like see, feel where she is. Mm-hmm. It's super weird. She's neat because there's a lot of immensely tall trees in those woods. And she's not that tall. She is wide. Mm -hmm. When you really, like, sometimes I'll just, I walked out the other day and just looked at her. And the breadth that she covers, the amount of property that she takes up in that thick-ass forest that she's claimed for herself is so impressive. It is ridiculous how long some of her branches have gone outwards. It's just nuts. Because of that, nothing else can really grow around her but brambles. She does have a very specific little space that is hers. Yeah. And she's nestled in there. Mm. And it's neat because she kind of looks like a hand. Yeah. And I like it. She she just looks like a palm coming out. So right away I picked up that there was just a knowing ancient presence in that tree. Something was different. And she's the way that she's positioned, she can see everything. She can see up the driveway. She can see over the house. She can see the house. She could see, you know, she could see the whole property. She just sees everything. I've never touched her. Uh, because she's so... Really? Yeah, it's really interesting. I've touched huh. her astrally. Okay, yeah. But I've never touched her in person. Huh. Mainly just because it's so hard to get to her. Hmm. I want to clear a path. I would love to clear a little space at her base. Oh, Yeah. Um, Make a little stone path. Yeah, yeah. I plan on doing that this summer. Um, It's going to take a few days of work because we have so... I don't know what people call them. I've heard some people call them wait-a-minutes. But all of those thick-ass thorny brambles, Mm. they're everywhere. And they just are all... They're not around her, but there's a ravine there, and they're yeah. all in that ravine. And you got it's like in The Lion King when they got to run through all of the, hey. That's what it's like. <laughs> yeah. And she's behind it. So I've actually never touched her, and I think that will be very powerful whenever I actually do. <laughs> so, and it's neat, too. And this is all just descriptive stuff. This is, I'm kind of dragging this out. But facing her exactly, there's like a jut out, kind of. And it's like mm. the perfect space to go, like, sit and meet. It's really neat. Let's dive back into the story. I, I got very off topic. It was like telling a story and I was like, I got to describe this. Paint me a word picture. So I had to. Uh, so spring turned to summer and summer is when I am at my best. Fuck you. I know. And uh, <laughs> I had a new job at that point. A better. I was immensely less miserable. <laughs> and I was really beginning to understand myself spiritually. Who I was, mm-hmm. you know. The mother played her role along with the runes. I knew the runes told me, and after everything, and I had this meditation and everything, I knew that it was time to quit, regardless of if there was anything else lined up. I just had to trust the universe. Mm -hmm. Well, she had a part in that. So after I did the reading, and I mean, I took it serious. I had like Yara, like ashed on my chest out of ashes, out of my abalone (laughs) shell. Like it was serious business. After the runes basically said, it's time, you know, it will be okay, but it's time to leave. I went out and, um, visited her you know I, I i just immediately needed to and i i stood kind of at a for like like tarasana like just the hand palms out stands mm. up kind of and i just kind of thanked her and i asked her for strength that was all and almost immediately my whole body just filled with this 
exuberance and determination. Just mm. like, finally, you got it. You yeah. know, it's just, just trust us. We, we're telling you what to do. Yeah. That yeah. was right before I Marcoed you all like super manic being like, I'm out. I'm done. I just, I know what to do. I'm going to, I just, you know. You did, you Marcoed me. I know what to do. I know what I have to do. And then like shortly, shortly after that, you Marcoed me again. Like I did it. I did it. I did. I quit my job. <laughs> I quit my, I, I mean, I seriously, they were both completely right. Uh, I, basically I quit my job the next day. Yeah. And look what happened. Look yeah. what came of it. I, it they were right. So soon after I was focusing more heavily on meditation, this is the meditation I talked about in a previous episode and the third eye episode to where, uh, you know, I went in the meditation, uh, I was at her base, like in real life, I went and sat at that little jet out that I'm talking Mm. about. And then, you know, in the meditation, she told me she needed to give me something and wanted to offer me peace. And I told her I didn't need it, you know, because Yoxen had recently just kind of helped me chill and, Mm. and he gave me peace and everything. And, but she said, no, you need peace for when you receive this gift, which I instinctively, that was when I touched my hand to my third eye and felt my whole body wake up. But then a later date, I was, this was maybe a month later. I don't know. Uh, I, I meditated eyes open, just staring at her, mm. you know, just kind of that to where you get like probably cross-eyed, I guess, after mm. a while. And you just kind of, but this led to a real strange rabbit hole of a meditation. Ooh. I was shown like a thin door that appeared Hmm. at her base Hmm. it lit up like jack skellington kind of yeah and like she was there but she wasn't there but i could see her basically standing there being like come inside Hmm. this is very Mm fayish by the way they try to trick you to stay into a realm which is interesting they didn't (laughs) they didn't speak to me at all they all acknowledged me so i walked into the door Inside was this long wooden table full of people. Oh. And they all nodded. They didn't say anything, but there was drinks and everything. And they all acknowledged me and it was warmly lit. And they were dressed kind of, I mean, honestly, for like, they weren't dressed like us. They were kind of hobbity, you know. Like, ah. But I think a little bit, I don't know what that's about if that's, but it was. They were very, um, but also just kind of primally, hmm. you know, like furs and leathers and hmm. shit like that, you know, like people of the earth, like old time ancestors. maybe. Yeah. And they were at this long wooden table and it was warmly lit and there were candles, like candle torches everywhere. And they were just having a merry time. Hmm. And she was just kind of standing in the corner, like this silver fox representation <laughs> I have of her. And all, I, all, all hell and mirror. All hell and mirror. Yeah. And I walked around the table. And everybody was just kind of doing their thing. And mm. I just, I, I made a round and the table was long mm. and everybody was doing their thing. And it was in this beautiful, long, thin room inside the tree. It was kind of like Hermione's purse and Harry Potter. <laughs> and so I walked around the whole table and then just knew it was time to go. And she kind of let me know, all right, now it's time for you to go. Hmm. And that was it. I walked out of the door and snapped back, you know, awake or huh. like, and just kind of snapped out of it and it was done. But I was really buzzing, you know. Oh, yeah. So later in a different, this is just a series of meditations. Um, but later on in a bath, I, I feel like I actually did project myself to her. Um, it felt like I, you know, got out of the bath, walked through the house, walked out of the porch, mm. like walked down. This was very recent. This was this spring. And I was still super spiritually diminished, feeling like death. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, I got out of the tub, walked out, walked to her base, and her energy was warm again. I could feel it. It was very welcoming. Um, And in this meditation, I was able to walk to her, and I put my hands on the trunk. Mm. 
instead of being powerful as much, it was just like a, a welcome home kind of feeling. Really? It just felt like, oh, yeah. God. It wasn't just a one-time thing. It wasn't just something that I felt last season that I'm mm-hmm. never going to be able to connect to again. You know, I could just... I was just like, oh, God, thank God. Like, uh, so that was kind of like my first ability to refill the earth again after winter mm-hmm. was her. And she kind of, she got me out of my meditation, made me get up in the meditation, walk out to her just to be like, no, like, we're still here. Don't worry about it. Like You can touch me, but only if you're astral. Yeah, projecting. I don't want you to ever come put your real grubby <laughs> hands on me. That's disgusting. <laughs> only your spiritual hands. <laughs> the spirit realm is germ-free. Just, I love it. <laughs> So later, this was recent, and this was a big revelation of a meditation. This is the one that, it happened actually shortly before this topic was requested. And this, it just, I've wanted to talk about it ever since. So I was sitting on the porch, and the weather was nice. So this is recent? This was a recent one. Okay. And um, the weather was nice, Mm. like 75. Mm. I was in my hammock. Mm. And meditating in my hammock, eyes closed. Now, this meditation wasn't particularly visual, but there was a lot of communication. Hmm. A lot of knowing that was passed through, kind of through energy, Mm -hmm. almost. I can't explain it. It's just I came out knowing this. And it was not visualized. It just, I could, I was talking to her. She kind of told me at least a piece of her truth, Hmm. who she is. So she helped me understand uh, our connection, why we're connected in the first place. And basically said that growing up on that property as a a little girl and developing there and being so young and just spending time alone in the woods and just always being connected to it, part of my spirit energy is attached to the property. Yeah. I've left it behind. It's just, it's separate. It's part of it now. Yeah. And that's why anytime I leave it for extended periods of time, move away from it, Mm -hmm. I just really don't do well. Mm -hmm. Because it's almost like a horcrux. Like... I'm missing a piece. And so now I live on the most heavily wooded part of the property. You know, it's basically the entrance to the actual real woods Mm. that you can go into. Uh, Woods that me, you, and Russ were in all the time. Before this, I mean, shortly after I bought the property, I made kind of an oath to everybody that I'm not going to let them ever be destroyed. I'm never, Mm. that property is never going to fall into hands that would do anything to them. Like it was an oath that I made. And she told me that she's kind of doing the same thing. Hmm. The piece of my spirit that's tied to that land is what she's watching over. That's how we're connected. She's like this, you know, elemental spirit, a spirit guide almost. And her guide, her guiding is over my piece that's in the property. Um, oh, that's nice. Which explained a lot. And so that's why she feels like such an anchor. She's yeah. such, and it's because like everything that I've put into that property my whole life, you know, and I do believe in that. It's you know, even if you just want to go as simple as like stone tape theory, mm-hmm. that's still a piece of you that yeah. you left behind. And it's pretty much her saying, look, whether you meant to or not, a piece of your soul lives here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it's, it's just, uh, she's kind of like my spirit guide in our world. A true mother figure from the other side. Yeah. It's very comforting. Yeah. Very comforting. 
And so, I mean, and it, I, I deal, I have dealings with her all the time, like the other day, and she helps me all the time. She didn't even need to. And so, like the other day, I was doing yoga on the deck. I was on the back deck, and I was doing yoga. I don't even have to ask a lot of time. I was doing like dancer's pose, so it was like on one leg, my other leg was behind me, so I was having to balance. I'm not a great balancer anyway, and I was just, I fucking just focused on her, and I, I did not fall. I did not. She was spotting you. She kind of was. Yeah. It was like, I was just like, dude, help me. I know how stable you are. Look at you. Like, just give me a little <laughs> bit of that. Like, you have lasted through tornadoes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and I didn't waver, you know, and of course a lot of that's probably psychological, but like, it was neat, you know, and I do that anytime I need to draw mm. a little bit of strength, but are, there's also, I mean, once a week I go out there and I just push my energy to her. Mm-hmm. It really helps if you do have that connection with something. Yeah. You know, that this person, this tree, this entity has told you who it is. And it's not just because you can go out and put your bare feet on the ground and ground. Mm -hmm. But when you have that relationship with something and you're saying, I'm going to give you all this stress and I'm going to give you a look into it's you're allowing that entity to look into your soul. And it's a very intimate thing. Feeling the stress that you felt that week mm-hmm. and feeling the fear and the good things and the bad things that you felt and without you having to say a word. And it's so com- it's comforting almost mm-hmm. to just be like, I don't have to do anything because you speak a language that is so much older than than me. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I kind of think too. you know, I think to the meditation with all of the people and it was so vivid, mm. almost like she was like, all right, now this is my world. Yeah. Like she was giving me a glimpse of the other side yeah you know whatever goes on over there forest folk forest people Mm -hmm. and the through the veil whatever and it you know she was standing in the back and she was watching me watch everybody and then was kind of like all right Hmm. now it's time for you to leave but really as it seems now and as she's communicated you know just a piece of myself is always going to reside there and she'll be there to oversee it yeah and I'm going to protect her. Yeah. It's a very mutual thing that we've got going on. I love it. It's interesting. And I'm excited for it to develop. And I'm really interested in these people who are at the table. I know. Me too. I want to think that they're ancestors. But I also want to think that they're actual literal hobbits. <laughs> they were grown people. <laughs> they were river folk. They were, they were river folk. <laughs> huh. I don't know. I, it's very, and they were all, they all looked at me like they knew me. Hmm. They all gave me like a nod and kind of, they didn't uh, cheer. Like, anything, there she is. They kind of acknowledged me and like raise a glass or tip a hat. Yeah. Like everybody, when I walked in, like, saw we know me. You. And then they just went about their business. Yeah. You know, but they were welcoming in the sense of, oh, hey, you know, yeah. and then nobody spoke to me. Yeah. But, um, which is very unfay. Yeah. They weren't trying to make me drink and eat and yeah, stay yeah, there yeah. forever, you know. They like, were just acknowledging you. Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah. So that I don't really very, know very what all it means. Hmm. But that's the story of the mother. Oh, the man. Yeah. Wow. And it's wackiness. I love it, man. Just the idea that there is that permanent stamp that we have, you know, even if it's just for a short time. I think that anywhere we live and anywhere we feel strong emotions that will kind of just put our mark on it Mm -hmm. permanently. I just, I don't know. Like there's videos of me when I was like two years old, they would, I'd get lost. They'd lose me. Everyone would lose me because I'd be in a goddamn fairy dress. First of all. (laughs) Yes. I remember. And I would just go out into the woods. Oh yeah. I just, that's where I wanted to be. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if maybe like the spirit (laughs) of the land was just calling. I don't 
know. And, and But I do know that every time I've left that property, I don't do well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I come back, I just, I feel where I'm supposed to be. It's just the strangest thing. This is a monster of an episode. Oh, God. <laughs> you know what I love is that we say it's a monster of an episode, but watch it be 30 minutes. Of actual usable material. Yeah. Very possibly. We had that lasagna earlier. It was good. I'm ready to round two that lasagna. I'm ready to round two. I'm a little hungry. I am too. I mean, I could I could make my way into the kitchen. I could mosey on in there. I'll get there. Could, uh, could heat something up. I could crack open a a big can of hot bubbling steamy review footage i could do it right now cold let's have some. it would feel so soothing on my throat right now turn off the fires because (laughs) we're gonna eat some cold review footage straight from the can this one comes from sabasal or s-b-a-s-l it's called this is what i needed This has been perfect for me to listen to as an amateur witch. I love how I can grasp a few topics at a time that they talk about in depth in each episode. Mm. They put a funny spin to a deeply healing and connective practice. Oh. Thanks for welcoming me into the coven, witches. Yes. Yes, Sabasal. Welcome to the coven. Welcome to the coven. Welcome to the coven. Hey, Macy, say Sabasal wanted to come see some of that cold beans action in in person. Mm, great. Perfect for bean holes. Come see. Uh. <laughs> we got a live show. We got a live show. We got a live show on October 13th. Oh, boy. I'm excited about it. <laughs> it's in October, A. B, it's on a 13th. No, it's not Friday the 13th, but it's a 13th. I'm, I'm so happy about that. All, all the I way around. I think that's pretty cool. It's at the Armadillo Draft House in yes. Denton, Texas. Oh, yes. We don't know what time yet we'll be going. Oh, no. Um, but we will. Buy your plane tickets. Book your flights. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Come on down to Denton, Texas. Uh, wear your WBAH merch so we can be an actual coven. Oh, shit. It'd be so fun. Everybody show up in your WBAH shirts and, oh and hoodies. I'm so ready. We're going to look like the least threatening gang ever. <laughs> Speaking of, if you want to get some merch, hell yeah, you can hop on over to (laughs) https colon forward slash forward slash teespring.com forward slash stores. Oh, forward slash WBAH dash podcast dash store. Yeah, hell yeah. Or you could go to (laughs) WBAH. You can go to WBAHpodcast.com and there will be a link near the top. Also, Instagram. Yes. Or or anywhere, really. We're we have gonna... a link tree now. If you click the link in our bio, it will take you to our store. We're literally not going to stop talking about this merch. <laughs> we will. You're going to wake up with ads on your phone for this merch. Wearing a WBH t-shirt. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> we have an Insta gym over at Witch Bitch Amateur Hour. Mace, we got a tweeter. Where can they tweet us? You can tweet us at... <laughs> Uh, bitch hour. (laughs) (laughs) Come eat with us over on Facebook at Witch Amateur Hour. Where should one meander if you're interested in supporting the podcast? You can mosey on over. Oh. Just ride on over. Just do a quick twinkle toes. Oh. 
Just a little hop, skip, and a jump. Do a little stanky leg over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can whip and nay-nay all the way over <laughs> to uh, patreon.com forward slash WBAH podcast. We've got the cutest little P.O. box in Texas. It is P.O. Box 865, Canton, Texas, 75103. We've been here a while. Goddamn. Oh, boy. Uh, Like four hours. <laughs> Just a long time. Half of it completely Useless. unusable. More than that. I'd say a solid 70%. <laughs> it's just bullshit. Our next episode will be, Macy, our 50th 50, episode. 50, 5-0. It's a big, that's a big number. What is that? Uh, your gold? If you've been it's married your, 50 yes, years, it'll it's be our gold. Yes, it's your golden, it'll be our golden anniversary. That's pretty cool. So tune in for that. It'll be 50 goddamn episodes, which is pretty cool. And then soon after that, we'll have our one year anniversary. Exciting stuff coming up, Macy. I felt like a news reporter. That was threatening. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we will catch you on the next episode of the WBH Podcast. perch like right at the base of the mother that i'll go set things on and i set a whole pineapple there and the next morning it was gone some raccoon was some raccoon had the best night ever let's get this is that a fucking whole is pineapple that a whole pine- score shit